right, hello. Happy Friday. Um, I think it's going to be Friday when you guys listen to this, but welcome back to 2 and 5 Scoop. We're back. Cover more Eagles. Uh, got to reflect on that Cardinals game. Got to do our hot takes. You know the deal. Um, so, yeah, let's just, let's just hop right into it. Um, Asher, how you doing, by the way? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Like I said on episodes before, as long as the Eagles keep winning, I'm going to keep giving you that answer. Yep. I'm the same exact way. I can't can't complain about how things are going right now, especially in all Philly sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's just jump right into the hot takes. Um, Asher, how did you deal? How'd you do last week? By the way, I hit a lock. Breaking okay. news, everyone! Stop the presses. Finally, the Buffalo Bills creamed the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, no doubt about it. Then I also go. got the Patriots creamed the Lions. Shut out the Lions. Finally. Things are, things are looking up in Boston, and the New Orleans Saints beat the Seahawks. So I got all my straight picks and my lock. Missed Good all my stuff. hot takes. But I'll take it right. at this point. Yeah, uh, me, I hit both of my straight picks, and I hit my lock as well. And I hit one of my hot takes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to run through my hot takes from last week. I said the Cowboys were going to lose by three. I'm not counting that because they stole, because they won. But I said it was going to be close. Right. But it wasn't even close to begin with. I think the Cowboys won by like 16 points or something like that. 16 or 18. Yeah, something like that. But okay, so I got Colts over Broncos. I called that. I called that. Right. I got hype. It was the most lame game ever. That was the worst game I've ever watched in my life. It was so boring. And we get to watch them again on primetime this week. They're yep. on Monday Night Football. We see them going against the Chargers. So there's some fucking, interest in there. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, was there that much hype behind the Broncos this year? There was. <laughs> I mean, it makes it makes sense. It's just like it hurts now that they they. I don't know how many more primetime games they have, but like two consecutive primetime games. How many prime? They've already. They what? This is their third, right? I believe so. Jesus Christ! I would assume they have at least one or two more. Oh my God! All right. So with that being said, I got plus three. Both of my hot takes. So plus five. Yep. No, no, no. Plus four. Both straight picks. Plus four is seven. Lock is one. Plus one? Yep. So that puts me at 37 points. 37. That puts you me at – You were at 11. Huh? You were at 11. It was last 29 to okay. 11. That's what I thought. Okay, so I'm at 16 now. 36 so, to 16. 38 to 16. 38 to 37 to 16. Sorry, I was at 29 plus 8. 37, yeah. 37. Can't. All right, so – come back from that. Current one. score, 36 – 30, sorry, 37 to 16. Yes. Um, Asher, why don't you start us off with your lock? All right. I've got the, the Rams over the Panthers this week. Okay. The Rams are just not playing up to the, what we expected this week or this year so far. There's just too much talent, and Sean McVay is too good of a coach for that team to just continue playing the way they have. And the Panthers are a bad football team, and they get to play them at home. So, you know, coming off a bad taste in their mouth with that loss against Dallas – yeah, you know, they got to show some fight this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. And I think I think the Rams definitely have a little more margin for error against the Panthers team. Definitely, yeah. honestly, I think I think they can play poorly and still win that game. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good lock for you. I Me, mean, I have Niners over Falcons. Niners have looked really good. Um, they just curb stomped the Pan- the Panthers last week. They curb stomped the Panthers. I think, the, I think the score was like thirty-seven to fifteen. Falcons are even worse than the Panthers, so I expect more of the same. Mm-hmm. So that's my lock. Um, as far as straight picks, 
Um, my first straight pick is I'm having the Bills over the Chiefs. One of the most entertaining games of the season. Well, highly anticipated entertaining games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the Bills getting their revenge this time around. Uh, I just think they're a better team than the Chiefs, honestly. Um, just the way they look. I don't know. They're pretty pretty dead even still, I would say. But I like the Bills here. Yeah, I didn't. I really didn't want to touch that game just because of how competitive those te- two teams are. But you know, the Bills have had that circuit on the calendar since last year's loss. You know, yes. that, that insane game in Kansas City, losing overtime. You don't get the ball back. It spawns a whole new set of overtime rules in the playoffs. All that. Yep. You know, they they're hurting. They they want to they want to be the Chiefs. They lost to the Chiefs in the last two. The Chiefs have sent them home in the last two years in the playoffs. So exactly. They want their revenge, and I think they finally get it this year. I think this is this is their year, really. I think it's their year. Um, what's what's one of your straight picks? My straight picks. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep rolling with the. If the Patriots had lost that game last week, I'd give up on them. But you know they will ride the Patriots train. Yeah, to use your uh, to use your phrasing, they curb stomped the Lions last week. Shut them out. What was yeah. previously points wise the number one offense in the NFL held them to Broke. zero points. So. They're playing the Browns this week. The Browns just lost to the Falcons last week. The Browns have Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. They're just not a great football team until Deshaun Watson returns. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots are starting to look like, at least last week, what I thought they would be. So I'm going to keep rolling. Well, except Bailey Zappi is under Bailey center. Zappi. Yeah, that makes him even better. So, like, what the hell? Who's yeah. Bailey Zappi? Where did he come from? <laughs> Uh, we'll talk more about that later in the episode, but let me just go over my second straight pick, which is Bengals over Saints. Um, I think we've kind of seen what the Saints are going to be this year. Um, I predicted what they are is what I thought they were going to be. Saints are mid. Jameis Winston's not a good quarterback. He's very volatile. He's very up and down. I said this from the beginning of the year. I was like, stop getting on me. The Saints are not a 12-13 win team. They are 8 Eight, nine, maybe seven wins. They're not that mm. good. Yes, they have a good defense. Okay, I'll give you credit for that. But they're not. Their their offense just isn't isn't great. Their offense is just mid. Like that's all it is. If, as long as Jamie's Winston is under center, I don't even know who played. That's who played last week. I know he's been injured. I I don't know. Like I said, I picked the Saints to win last week, and they did. the The difference between Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton starting is really not much at all. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I mean, remember. Yeah, yeah, I mean that too. I and mean, that's another thing that I said. I was like, listen, James Winston's also injury prone. So if you're going to sit here and say that, oh, James Winston is, oh, he's a top 10 quarterback. Oh, oh, oh. Shut up. He's injury prone. He's really not that good. He had a good six-game stretch last yeah. year. He had a good six-game stretch before he went out. That was it. Stop overhyping him. The Saints, I'm sorry. I just had to go on a rant there because I'm so tired. I'm still getting comments on TikTok. On that TikTok. Oh. You're hating on the Saints too much, man. You're, you're hating too much on this. Shut up. Well, they it's possible right, okay? <laughs> they can turn things up later. It's important to note that Alvin Kamara has been nursing an injury for pretty much all of this year so far. He's still nursing an injury, which makes picking the Bengals over the Saints. You know, I don't. The Bengals have been not good this year, which makes me not want to touch that game either. Well, but that's I'm a, I mean, they're the most talented team in the Saints. It's easy to say that. Mm-hmm. Although Zach Taylor has been pretty underwhelming as far yes. as like, the coach. I think, Absolutely true. I think he's been pretty atrocious. I think he doesn't know how to use that offense. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I think the rest of the league kind of caught up to him, I guess. I think he had a little bit of magic 
caught lightning in a bottle last year, and that's kind of what let them let them go on a run. But I think we're starting to see some true identity from Zach Taylor. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. possible. Um, now I'm gonna you pick the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Falcons. Yes. I agree with you there, but instead of going with that as my lock, I decided to throw a little hot take in there and say they're going to hold the Falcons to single digits. Ooh, okay. The okay. defense it has been really, really good this year. They, I believe they haven't let an opponent score over 20 points yet this year. Mm. And that Atlanta offense is just not that great. Marcus Mariota starts at quarterback. There's just doesn't have any weapons. So I just, I just feel like, they're, you know, it, the talent difference is just so great mm-hmm. between that defense and that offense. All right. Um, I'm going to start with my coldest hot take. All of them are hot. I mean, they're hot takes. Uh, I'm going to go Jets over Packers. I think the Packers looked really weak last week. Um, I think the Jets are kind of uh, rising in stock in the NFL. Right now they're locked into a playoff spot. Um, they're 3-2, and two, better than everybody thought that they would be. Um, I knew the Giants were going to the Giants. I'm sorry, the Jets were going to be a pretty solid team this year, but I wasn't expecting them to, you know, show as many flashes to this point in the season. Um, very impressed with them. I'm very happy for all New York Jets fans, not New York, New York Giants fans, but New York Jets fans. I'm happy for you, um, Dan Prasad, if you're listening, <laughs> or, or Trevor, Trevor, shout out Trevor, yeah, Matt Schwab, all of our Jets fans out there, we're happy for you. I'm really happy to see the Jets kind of doing well and being a respectable, respectable team in the league again. Yeah. But I got them beating the Packers this this weekend. And then I will follow up with another one of my hot takes, and it's tonight's football game, Thursday Night Football, the game that nobody's looking forward to. And I, don't, I think it might get the mo- the the lowest viewership like ever for any primetime game. I mean, yeah. That itself, it, that that could be one of my hot takes. But to make it football related, um, I'm going to say this game ends in a tie. <laughs> I think it's that kind of game. These teams just are both atrocious. They're awful. Their offenses aren't good. Their defenses aren't good. I think it's going to be a whole bunch of nothing. I think it's going to be a repeat of last week. Get just a bunch of bullshit field goals because neither team can do shit with their offense. Um, okay. But yeah, I think it's gonna be, I think it's just one of those games where it's going to end in a tie. Another lame, boring, tumultuous. Thursday night football game. Just I not not looking forward to watching it. I don't even know if I'm gonna watch it. If I'm being honest with you, I might watch like the first quarter, and if it's really that lame, I'm gonna turn it off. Yeah, uh, no. But, I've got an intramural basketball game tonight, which is at the same time as the game, and I'm yeah. not sad about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody nobody's sad about it. Me, I'm trying to figure out plans to avoid watching it. <laughs> what else am I gonna watch? The Phillies aren't on. It's yeah. a long day for the playoffs, so it's like that's the only thing I would watch. And I'm not touching bets in that game. I'm no. not betting on that game either. Oh, I mean, maybe I'll take the under. But right. anyway, um, Asher, shoot me one of your hot takes. I like – I really like where you went with the Jets over Packers pick. You know, the Packers just let uh, – well, not just, but two weeks ago, let Bailey Zappi take him to overtime. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Bailey Zappi could be better than we're giving him credit for. <laughs> sure seems like it at the moment, but mm-hmm. – they let you know they let him kind of throw all over them towards the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson is coming back. It, it's the Jets are, you know, they have a winning record. It feels like Zach Wilson season right now. Yes, he has yet to throw more than two touchdowns in a game in his career. I think that ends on Sunday against the Packers or more. I like that. I like that pick. That's a really nice hot take. Um, now, 
Is that three for you or is that two? I've got my last one. I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Buccaneers. Okay. I like I'm it. just kind of throwing out there. We don't know what, what uh, the Bucs are yet, really. It feels like, you know, they've let – they kept the Saints game close. They kept the Falcons game close. They really – you know, they got demolished. But it, the score didn't show it. But, you know, they really got outclassed by the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they're really still looking for an, an identity. They're still looking to find their footing. I think and so. Yeah. Now they've I got to go to Pittsburgh against a Steelers team that it feels like is underperforming thus far. Yeah. I you know, I think they're better than their record shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, they got the Kenny Pickett experience experiment over there. I think he mm-hmm. threw like three picks last time he was when he made his de- debut last week. Was it two or three picks or something like that? Uh, he threw three. Yeah. yeah. Only one of them was really his fault, but you know, he he's yeah. he's going through the rookie learning curve. Yeah, he's so. going but I like that pick, honestly. The Buccaneers haven't really impressed me that much this year. Right. And the Steelers are kind of one of those teams where it's like if they just like put all the pieces together, I think they could pull off an upset. Yeah. Um, now, my final hot take is pertaining to one of the biggest games of the Eagles season coming up this week. I think the Eagles and Cowboys combined for less than 24 points. Wow. Um, that giant, that Eagles defense, um, I, I don't have confidence in Cooper Rush. I don't care what you say about Cooper Rush. Oh, but he's star five now. No, his defense has kept him in games. Right. That's what's happening. He's not a good quarterback. He's just doing the bare minimum, and the defense is doing the rest. That's what's happening. The The Cowboys have a really good defense, though. So I think, you know, I think the Eagles will be able to handle Cooper Rush and that offense, but the Eagles' offense is going to struggle against the Dallas Cowboys' defense. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the outcome, that will come later. I will tell you guys later, but uh, it's it's really, really interesting. I'm really excited for this game. I'm pumped. Yeah, this is the most exciting Cowboys-Eagles matchup I can remember in a long time. I was looking back and just trying to find, like, what games have had kind of the same buildup. The last one I could really find was in 2014. Uh, we were both – I want to. I think we were both 9-3 and three going into a week – 15 matchup. Yes. That was that when Mark really Sanchez. Remember, wasn't that Mark Sanchez year? Or Sam Bradford? That was. That may have been Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember Sanchez went off against the, Yeah. Didn't Sanchez go off against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving or something? Yes. Yeah, so we had actually. I, we had gone in with the same record as the Cowboys in th- on Thanksgiving. So we both had like seven wins. Mm-hmm. And then we beat them. And then we lost the next week. They won the next week. So then we go into the the net, the last Cowboys matchup oh. with the same record, and then they beat us. So yeah, you know, that was two two games that had a lot of buildup because I think we were both like eight and three or something like that. So yeah, I, I mean, really decided the division. Do you remember? Um, was it twenty nineteen? Remember with the um, the Zach Ertz? He did like the swim move, and it was a stupid fucking pass interference call. Remember that game? That game was huge. I don't that game, know. It was 2019. I, I think that was 2019 or 2018. Okay. I can't remember which I, year it was. I can't remember specifically a, a pass interference but, like that. No, you don't remember it? It was a pass interference. Um, Zach Gertz did a spin, like a, did like a, literally a swim move right um, off the line of scrimmage. Off the route. Okay. Yeah, right off the route. And they called it a pass interference, which was a bullshit call. And you know what that play was? That play was a like 30 yard touchdown. To mm. Zach Ertz. That, uh, that kind of rings a bell. 
Do you remember it? That was like massive. That I remember, we were like five and seven. The Cowboys were like six and six or something like that. I remember if we're gonna if we're gonna bring up just injustices against us by the refs in a Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. I think it was last year or two years ago where they fum or either they fumbled on the kickoff or we fumbled on the kickoff and we had very clearly recovered it. Yes, I remember that. Blown the I ball dead. That. No, that they was the same game. Azure, that was the same game. Really? We're talking about the same game right now. Okay, all right. That's the one that that's the injustice that I remember yep. far more. And then and then later on, and then remember when they scored the game winning touchdown? You remember that game? They scored a uh, was it a Mario Cooper? Into, oh yeah, the, the game winning touchdown. Yeah, he was like wide oh. open in the, in the end zone. That, was like, that all the same game? game? That was all the same game, dude. Oh wow, I'm remembering that as like different different time periods. Yeah, That's no, it was like different stages of pain throughout that. Yeah, that, that, that was hurt. I, I remember that Amari Cooper touchdown. Yeah, no, it was it was painful. So that was that. Uh, but <laughs> speaking of the Dallas, speaking of Dallas, man, let's go straight into that. Um, but before, actually, before that, we need to talk about the Cardinals game. The Cardinals game. Yeah. Um, so, Eagles beat the Cardinals 20-17, to 17, start 5-0. Hurts goes 26 for 36, 239 yards, and has two rushing touchdowns. Um, I want to talk about the defense. I think the defense looked weak. I think John Gannon kind of went back into his little cave and did his stupid crap again. That's what it looked like to me. He didn't bring any pressure. He was just really, really, I don't know, just liberal with his defense, just like didn't wasn't. I'm sorry, I should say conservative. He was really conservative, conservative yeah. with his defense. Um, just like stayed back and didn't bring the pressure. I didn't like that. I felt that way. You know, after after they had gone up fourteen nothing, it felt like the offense and defense both played very conservatively. Yes. You know, there was just you know the running. It was a lot of running plays, a lot of short passes, a lot of screens to Devonta Smith. Why? Yeah. Why are we doing that? He's getting right. blown up by like 240 pound linebackers. That yeah, he's like a stick. Pounds. Yeah. The screens to Goddard work, but it's just the, the second half of that game just so reminded me of the Doug Peterson offense and the yes. Drew Schwartz defense. Like that's yes. Really like, yes. Like that 2020 seat, like that entire like, 2020 season. Yeah. That's what, that's what that second half the felt entire, like. like latter half of Doug's career. That's what it felt like. Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly, and like I don't, I don't get why John Gannon decided to go back into his cave like that. Like our defense was dominant; we were doing great. We had sacked Carson Wentz nine times. We went out and we forced, uh, what was it, three or four fumbles from fumbles Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, you know, you know, and then all of a sudden this week we can't do anything, and then like somehow they're able to march down the field last minute, and they had to miss. Actually, they, I think I think our defensive lineman blocked that. Did you see the blocked field goal? I didn't. Yeah, it was tipped. Okay, all right. That yeah. makes me feel because it just unless it's the double doink, it's so like not fun to win off a misfield goal. It's not because it's like we definitely should have went to overtime there. Like yeah, any other, just, if they have any other kicker. And fun fact, that kicker is actually from North Penn. Is he really? Yes. There's two North Penn kickers in the league, by the way. That's kind Brandon of McManus. Wow. Brandon McManus on the Broncos. Crazy. It's North Penn. He's a very good kicker. Yes. This guy. Yeah, so the Cardinals kicker. My, my buddy Jack Hughes. Shout out if you're listening, bro. Uh, but <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> my buddy Jack Hughes knows him, and like, it's 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 cool. It's so cool. He was talking. He was texting me the other day during the game. He was like, 
damn, I low-key feel, feel bad that he missed that. Yeah. Um, okay, maybe that's you, but not me. I'm I'm pretty happy that he missed that. So <laughs> but um, but yeah. Um I, if if that once I found out that that kick was blocked, I was satisfied. I was like, all right, mm. we actually did something and it looked like we won the game, not they lost it. Right. Yes. It it, it definitely did. Like e- even with the block kick, it doesn't particularly feel like we went out and won that game. Mm-hmm. They just kind of made more mistakes than we did. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that we started that game so dominant and it mm-hmm. looked like the tra- trajectory of that game was going to be a blowout. Similar yeah. to the 2017 Cardinals game where we beat them like 31 to three. Right. That's what it looked like. Our defense, our offense was just marching up and down the field and the defense was doing great, you know, but I don't know what happened. They just, again, it's this thing where they let the foot off the gas and they get all conservative in the second half. I don't like it, and it scares me, especially against this Cowboys team. Yes. You know? You know yeah, I don't I don't want to take too much down stock after a win. No, no, not at all. I'm, I'm happy with it. It's just I feel like I don't know much more about this team than I did after week four. I feel like I didn't learn anything. Right. It's just like a win. I don't know. I don't know much else. It, about it. it just happened. Yeah, I yeah. feel the same exact way. I was like, "Well, I'm not feeling pumped after this win." Right. Like, I don't. It doesn't feel like I don't. When we when I saw we were five and zero, I was like, "Man, like, this doesn't feel any different than four now." Like it's like, oh, let's go! Like we we're undefeated still. Like, it yeah. didn't feel that way. I didn't. It was, it was more just the relief of not losing instead of the vic- the joy of winning. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then um, I I think we all felt I don't know if you watched Jalen Hurts press conference. He had something very interesting to say. I don't I know if you watched it. So he said something along the lines of he said, um, "I don't like hearing five and zero. I don't like hearing five and zero. I don't like hearing it at all because when we were two and five, nobody gave a shit. Mm. So why why give a shit now that we're five and zero? His his it was very strange the way he worded it, but I, I think." I think what he was trying to say, he was like, is the job finished? No, it's not. So don't talk about our record. Okay. I, see. I think that was his point. But All a lot right. of people were like confused. They were like, oh, well, it sounds like he would rather be two and five. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's that's the case. That's not Jalen Hurts. But No, it doesn't sound like him. But, I mean, I get it. I don't like hearing five and oh, honestly. I don't feel like we deserve to be five and oh after that. I mean, Cardinals game. I mean, we did. We won it. We won it. A win's a win but it didn't feel like a win. Yeah, this one, on the other hand, will most definitely feel like a win if we win it. Yes. yes. doesn't matter how it comes. Yeah, so we face him on Sunday night, primetime, exciting stuff. Um, Cooper Rush, is he definitely getting the starting nod now? Yes. Yeah, so we get, we're going up Cooper Rush and the Cowboys offense. How are you feeling? What are, what are you expecting from this game? I don't I really don't know. I want to real quick, I want to say that uh the Vikings are a little better than I thought. They're 4 and 1, told number you. 1 in the NFC North. I told you. Another thing I'm right about, guys. See, I know my shit, okay? I know I my shit. I still think the Packers are going to win the division, but it seems like it's going to be very to the, to the very end the Vikings are going to be pushing against them. I think they're very even. I think yeah, they both have their strengths and they both have their weaknesses. But the Vikings are going to be competitive in that division, so Mm-hmm. I can say that we have faced one good team this year. That my main complaint about me not believing in the Eagles yet was that we haven't played good competition. But obviously, the Cowboys are very good competition, and we have faced the Vikings already. So, exactly. 
you know, this this game, though, I mean, we said the same thing about the Cardinals last week. This game is another one that's going to show what this team's made of. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the good team, you know, the good teams beat the bad teams. We said that mm-hmm. the good teams win the games that they should win. And the good teams beat their division rivals. Yes. When they're only one game ahead of said division rivals in the race. Especially at home. Especially mm-hmm. at home. I Absolutely. mean, this Eagles crowd is going to be pumped. I mean, I don't think, uh, again, like we said, we haven't had an Eagles-Cowboys matchup as high stakes as this since, what, 2019 when we had the chance to kind of take the division lead, I think. Yeah, I think at least three years. Three years ago, whatever. It's been a while since we've mm-hmm. seen this kind of competitiveness between these two teams, especially in Philadelphia. Because um, I think the game was played in Dallas, no? I believe it was, yes. I think that was in front of their home crowd. Yeah. Um, but for me, what I'm expecting, I said this earlier during my hot takes, I'm expecting a low-scoring game. Um, I'm expecting like a 17-10 to 10 or 14-10, to 10, something like that. Um, I, I shouldn't say 70-10. to 10. It's going to be less than 24 points. or mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, the Michael Parsons is unreal. I think the Cowboys kind of have the answer to the Eagles' rushing attack. Um, they can really, they have a really, really good pass rush. Um, I don't know what their rankings are off the top of my head as far as rush defense and pass defense, but I just know they're really freaking good. Um, I mean, there's a reason that they're four and one, but, um, as far as my prediction, um, I'm going to give the Eagles the edge here. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it'd be close. Um, and yeah, I, I think the Eagles probably win by like three, maybe a touchdown. Um, currently they're favored by what six and a half, I think. Six and a half, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're favored by six and a half. So that seems that seems high to me. Yeah, it seems a little it seems a little too high. If if I were if I were a Vegas odds maker, I'd probably set the line at like three. Yeah, like three and a half. That's what I mean, I'm especially in in divisional games, it always feels like things are. Things always become closer in divisional games just because you know that team better. Exactly. I mean, look at the Super Bowl season. We almost lost to the Giants. We just kick a 62-yard field goal to win. Yep. Anything can ha- anything happen. Um, but, yeah, uh, that I mean, Dallas week, as much hype as there is, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i excited, but I think we pretty much have covered everything in that department, honestly. What else is there to cover? Yeah, uh, I mean – there's really not much else. Maybe I kind of want to talk about how we think Jalen Hurts is going to do. Word. Because this is, I mean, I mean this, this, this is another test for Jalen. This is another test for Jalen. Big test. Big test. He goes up probably probably the best defense he's seen. I wouldn't say in his career. What do you say? Would you say career? Like this is going to be like a career defining game kind of? I'm, yeah. It, I mean, it's a career defining game in that. His this season has a lot of weight on how we're going to view him, mm-hmm. and this is the biggest game that he's played this season. Yeah, because I mean, last year we were kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt, where this is your first season as the starting quarterback, right. and this year the pressure's on. He's been performing so far, but if you fold against a, a top tier defense, you're not a top tier quarterback for the most right. part. Yeah, I think this is the game where the Eagles kind of finally get the respect. I think. I mean, they're going to be on prime time. They're going to have a division rival. Um, um, there's all these Cowboys fans that are saying, oh, Eagles are going to get humbled on Sunday night. Eagles are going to get humbled. Yeah. I'm like, 
CD Lamb said that. <laughs> CD Lamb, yeah. CD Lamb. Oh yeah, he did say that. He did say that. I think yeah, he kind of got prompted. The the reporter kind of let him into it. They're like, "Is this the week yeah. the Eagles get humbled?" And he said, "Yeah." So like, it, yeah, yeah, himself. Yeah. Um. One more thing though. Um. Before I want to move on and talk some like other shit in the NFL. It's pretty fun. Um. But I want to talk about this quote from Travis. Uh, Travis. What? Jason Kelsey. He was asked about, you know, he was talking about Eagles fans and Cowboys fans and how they can how they compare. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, Philadelphia is extremely localized, is this extremely localized diehard fan base that is authentic to all of them growing up together in this community. Majority of the Cowboys fan base is built on commercialism and all of this pop color, pop culture, Lakers, Yankees type fandom. I think he's right. That, that's fair. I think it's very accurate. I think the – I mean, Jerry Jones is a businessman. He's run the Cowboys like a machine. It's it's a brand. America's team. Right. America's team. Oh, so it makes sense. sense. And I, I love this quote. I think this is a really, really good quote, and I think it's spot on. Yeah, I, I don't want to discredit the Cowboys fan base too much because I feel like, you know, they're not fair-weather fans. Like when, when the Cowboys are bad, the fans stick with them. The Cowboys have been dis like we love to we love to shit on how disappointing they are for the last thirty years. How every year, oh, this is our year, but like it it takes a little bit of integrity to be able to watch your team disappoint you and then go into the next year still having hope and saying this is our year. It's like Phillies fans. Yeah, <laughs> the the really good fan bases are able to do that. Yeah, exactly. The Cowboys just happen to have because of that brand that they've made. They have a lot of fans that maybe are Fairweather fans across the country. So they're just like, oh, I like the Cowboys because the Cowboys are cool or the Cowboys were good, you know, when I was growing up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have those stupid Cowboys fans that were born in Philly and they're just like, oh, I don't like Philly fans. So Yeah, that that, that boggles my mind a little bit. Like, shut up. Dude. I'm not talking about those people. <laughs> no need to put any – any thought to those people? Um, other things. Um, I talked about this earlier. I'm pissed. I'm pissed off at the schedulers. Um, I think they, you know, I think they they're regretting every single decision they've made. Broncos are in prime time again. Monday Night Football against the against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, at least it's not. At least they're not going up against a team like the Colts again. I, I'll say that, but it, it's still ugly football. It's Watching- still. Watching the Broncos and the Chargers play and the Bears and the Commanders play on primetime while this week has a Bills Chiefs matchup, just that how did that happen? I don't know. Who decided that the week that the Bills and the Chiefs play, it's not gonna be primetime? Take our spot. I like we're we're the best primetime matchup. I don't care. Yeah. What time do the what time do the Chiefs and Bills even play? 425? Yeah, I think it's 425 game. So it technically is prime time if you think about it. It's like partially prime time. They're, yeah, they throw the America's Game of the Week on there. Yeah. It's like if it was America's Game of the Week, they'd be playing on Monday night or Sunday night. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't get it. Uh, and then that was the other thing, the Bills Chiefs rematch. Um, what are you expecting in that game, by the way? You expecting more of a shootout again? More overtime? More controversy? Or what are we thinking? De- definitely. I don't know, man. The Bills' defense is very, very good this year. Agreed. The Chiefs' offense is very, very good, though. So, like, it's so hard to predict. Like, 
I want to say that it's not going to be as much as a shootout as it was last year. But I feel like just the Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes matchup, where it's like those two fighting for like who's the best quarterback yeah. in the NFL, along mm-hmm. with within that, it's who's the best team in the NFL between those right. two. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like that breeds a lot of a comp- competition in like those high scoring matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I agree. And for me, what I'm expecting is, hey, I'm I'm expecting a high scoring matchup. It might even be um, a blowout to the Bills' favor. I'm not saying a blowout, mm-hmm. but I think the Bills might win by a couple scores here. Okay. Just because of how improved – I think their defense was good last year. I think they're even better this year. Definitely. You know, and I, and the Chiefs, they lost Tyreek Hill. You know, the Chiefs' offense, I mean, it's still good. But they don't have that over-the-top Tyreek Hill who can help you score a touchdown in 13 seconds. Right, that's you know? true. So there's that difference too. I think, I think the Bills have – a little more of an advantage. Is it in Arrowhead, by the way? That, I'm looking that up at the moment because I okay. was just thinking that. It is, it is an Arrowhead. It is an Arrowhead. So it and will the Bills be are favored by two and a half. Bills are favored by two and a half in Arrowhead. Yeah. That's wow. impressive. Okay. Probably the only team in the NFL at this point that would be favored going into Arrowhead. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That, that's shocking to me. That's really shocking. I think that the I think the Chiefs would be like favored by like one and a half. Yeah, if I if I had to throw like a couple of dollars on it, I would probably take Chiefs to cover. Yeah, I would take Chiefs to cover. Although, mm, was it three and a half? Right, two and a half. Chiefs. To, I, yeah, that makes sense. I would take. I would take. Yeah, that's a good bet. Out honestly. You know that that Arrowhead crowd is is really incredible. It's it's was, very hard to play there. There's a reason why they have like the record for Lotto Stadium in the NFL yeah. or, in, in the world or something like that. But that's interesting. Um, one other thing. Let's talk about the AFC West, by the way. While we're talking about the Chiefs, AFC West. Pretty underwhelming this far, aren't they? Definitely underwhelming. I, I mean, they, most of that due to the Broncos. Yes. <laughs> of course. Yes. And the Chargers have kind of chargered so far. In yes. my opinion. seems like they always have hype at the beginning of the season. And it's like they're going to be really good. There's always all these sports analysts that are like, oh, my gosh, watch out for the Chargers. But – yeah, most talented team. I feel like it's always like, oh, the most talented team on paper. Yeah, exactly. It's every year. I don't know why. I don't know why I believe in the hype anymore. I believed in the hype this year. I was like, yeah, they're gonna win the division. You know, the second, the third, they're not winning the division. The Chiefs are gonna win the division again. Yeah, that definitely is the Chiefs' division to lose at this point. Um, the, I can say there's hope for the Chargers. There you is know, hope. They, they yeah. just gotta. You know that offense floundered against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It just—it feels like they're going to figure themselves out out at some point. Justin Herbert is too talented. The rest of that offense is too talented. Brandon Staley is too smart of an offensive coach. Mm-hmm. The Broncos—you just can't say the same for them, though. There really doesn't seem like much hope for them at this point. No, I think everything is just like not working there. I yeah. think Russ is way too corny, and I don't think any of the players like him. Um, I don't know if it was recent, but I was seeing a lot about how much the Seahawks did not like Russ and mm. did not rally around him. Um, I can't think of quotes, or I don't have quotes on me directly related to the situation. I just saw videos about it, and I was like, wow, okay. So apparently Russell Wilson wasn't very liked on the Seahawks, and I think that's being exposed on the Broncos now because now he has to like rally the troops and get everybody to believe in him right. and follow him. But that's not happening, and I think that's why we're seeing such a catastrophe happen in Bron in Bronco Broncos country. 
right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matt Rule just got fired on the Panthers. Yeah. It seems like after that, Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Broncos, has as hot a yeah. seat as anybody. Um, um, I don't know if anybody's coming close to that, really. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett has to be has to have the hottest seat. Who else would I who else would I say? Uh who's coaching down in Las Vegas? Oh McDaniels. Yeah. He's gotta have a hot seat. He's yep. gotta have a hot seat. I think I think if you're in the AFC West and your team's disappointing, like the Broncos and the Raiders, you have to have a hot seat. I mean, you had so much hype. It looked like all four teams from that division were gonna make the playoffs, and now we might have two. Yeah, we might have two playoff teams. I would say Chiefs and Raiders. I'm yeah. Raiders, Chiefs and Chargers are probably going to make the playoffs out of all four of those teams right now. And you know, along those lines, like you said, the the microscope's definitely on Brandon Staley, the coach of the Chargers now, just because they have continually disappointed during his tenure. Exactly. And if it feels like this was the year, like it's either make the Chargers for make the playoffs for him or bust. Mm-hmm. Zach Taylor just made. We talked about Zach Taylor. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. In the Super Bowl, seems like he's regressed this year. It's his fourth year. I've heard whispers that they're getting a little fed up with him over there in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, I don't know how much stock to put into that. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think there's definitely guys that have hotter seats than Zach Taylor right now. I think, I think some Bengals fans are kind of like holding on to that success that they had last year, and they're kind of like waiting for the team to kind of pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I'm surprised about, especially with the Broncos, and we got to come to a close here soon, but one more thing uh, is the Bronco, the Broncos, Jesus Christ. Um, the Bengals offensive line hasn't been that much improved. No. I thought adding a couple pieces would kind of help that out. And I would see like, I was going to say they had a great offensive line now, but at least it's not, atrocious like it was last year yeah. it seems like it hasn't really changed i think it, we've seen more of the same story I, it, it just sucks it just sucks to see and i think that magic that they had last year kind of isn't isn't really there anymore I don't know. i'm just sad for Bengals fans really yeah it, it's it's one of the odder kind of like micro stories within the nfl that like with all those free agent pickups mm-hmm. kind of like patching up like the one big hole they had on their roster Mm-hmm. and it just doesn't fix it at all, and the, the team overall gets worse. It's just kind of like a weird thing to look at after seeing their success last year. Yeah, There's, there's definitely time to write the ship, no doubt. It's only, yeah. it's only week six. We still have 12 more weeks in the season, so they have plenty of time. I mean, last year they kind of got into a hot streak at the end of the season, so that could easily happen again. Yes. We'll see what happens, but I don't know. But that's going to do it here um, at 2-5 and five Scoop. Thank you for listening. Um, don't forget to hit subscribe, um, notification bell, follow on TikTok, Instagram. You see it all right down below. Asher, thank you for coming on as yep. usual. Um, of course. Good to be here. Asher, what do we say? We say go birds. Beat go Dallas. birds. Let's go. Let's go.